Physicists, great thinkers, and philosophers in history, as well as brilliant scientific minds, have spent their entire lifetime striving to understand how an invisible field of energy and information, as well as the forces of nature, unify the material world. I want to demystify the realm of matter and introduce you to a roadmap on how to connect to a realm beyond our senses that you can only arrive at as an awareness or pure consciousness dissociated from everything material. The world of space-time is the realm in which we live. It's our known universe. The world of time-space cannot be experienced with our senses, and its principles and laws transcend the laws of three-dimensional reality. In this realm beyond space and time, there are other laws that once you understand them, it will help you to create from the quantum field instead of from matter, producing greater effects in your life. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and in the previous episode, we journeyed into the quantum model of reality. In this episode, I want a further your understanding of energy, frequency, vibration, information, consciousness, and the realm of thought. Take a look around you and look at everything in this material world. You can see everything that has form and structure that's material. And it has height and depth and width. And because everything material has height and depth and width, we call this our three-dimensional world. And the world of matter, we can only experience with our senses. Now let's talk about time. We experience time in a very linear way because we have a definite past that you can remember and the past is a series of separate moments and those heightened emotional moments become the definition of our past. Once we live in the past and linear time, in the present moment, as the brain is an anticipation machine, we're always trying to anticipate the future. And in a sense, we have a linear line of time, what physicists called a world line. So then, we remember the past, we can predict the future, and we experience time as something very linear. In this realm of the senses where we experience separation, that separation can be defined as duality or polarity. If I'm standing here and I notice I'm separate from something over there, if I want to move from one point of consciousness to another point of consciousness, if I'm local as a body, I have to move my body in three-dimensional reality from one point of awareness to another point of awareness. And as I begin to move through space or collapse space, I experience time. So then because I'm separate, I have me here and you there, and if you look different than me or you appear as something unfamiliar, I experience more separation. And by the same means, if I'm here and I have my dreams somewhere in my future, my brain automatically calculates how long it's gonna take for me to arrive at my dreams. 
Let's see, it took me this long to make this amount of money. I have to go to my job, maybe work some overtime to pay my bills to get what I want. And so as we begin to set goals for ourselves, we have dreams, we have visions of our future. The way that we get them is we move our material body through space. And it means everything takes time in this three-dimensional reality. And this is the realm of Newtonian physics. The Newtonian world has everything to do with the known or the predictable. And because of Newton and his mathematical equations, we can begin to understand that everything in the material world can be predicted. So then Descartes, back in the 1700s, was very interested in understanding the realm of matter and the realm of the mind. And what he did was he separated everything material and put it into the world of science, or what we call the sphere of science. Everything that was part of the mind was too convoluted and too unpredictable, and he left that to the church, the sphere of religion. As Descartes created this duality between mind and matter, when Newton came along and discovered his scientific formulas, he basically proved Descartes' theories that the outer world, the large universe, was very predictable. What's interesting about polarity and duality is we create from polarity and duality all the time. If you took away sight, hearing, smelling, tasting, and feeling, you would have no experience of the three-dimensional world. So think of your senses as something that plug you into three-dimensional reality. By the same means, when you begin to interact in your external world and you see something that you want, the fact that you notice that you don't have it creates separation. So because you don't have it, you experience polarity or duality. And the next thing we do is we start to think about or dream of getting it. And if we start to think about and dream of some future, the next thing you know, you see yourself experiencing that future. But when you come back to your senses and the object or the experience isn't there, we experience more separation. Now throw in the hormones of stress, the hormones of stress heighten the senses and cause us to focus more on the material world. Then we always try to force outcomes, control outcomes, predict outcomes, fight for outcomes, manipulate outcomes. So then if you wanna get what you want faster, what you're going to do is to move from one point of consciousness into your future, your dream, another point of awareness. And what most people do is they move faster. So if they think that they're moving faster through space, that it'll take less time. People are rushing all the time in a program into a future and never enjoying the moment. So this world of the senses is where you develop your personality, your identity. And that personality and identity is basically the memory bank of your neocortex, the known self. Now, if we are going to create from the field, instead of from matter, then we have to dissociate from everything known in this three-dimensional world. And when we begin to dissociate from everything material in this three-dimensional reality, and we begin in the meditative process to close our eyes and disconnect from the environment, to get beyond our bodies and fall into the present moment and move out of that timeline of the predictable future and the familiar past, the moment we can become nobody, no one, no thing, 
nowhere, in no time. That is the moment we're taking our attention off of everything known. And as you continuously work for that present moment and open your awareness, as you keep doing that and sensing space, sensing energy, sensing nothing material, the act of opening your awareness begins to slow your brain waves down in your thinking neocortex. And if you're not thinking about your back pain, you're not thinking about your problems, you're not thinking about your coworkers, you're not thinking about all the errands you need to run, you're not thinking about your cell phone, if you're no longer activating those circuits in your brain, as you suppress this neocortex, the memory bank of your identity, you move from beta brainwave patterns to alpha brainwave patterns. And as the brain starts to integrate, as the brain starts to become more coherent, and as the heart starts to resonate in more balance, all of a sudden now, your brain slows down into low alpha and ultimately into theta. And in theta, there's very little activity in your thinking brain. And in a sense, the door between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is wide open. And you are conscious in your subconscious mind. And in this realm, we call this the fourth dimension. Why? Because Einstein said, e equals mc squared. When you take matter and you bring it up to the speed of light, it's going to turn into energy. So the ceiling of this three-dimensional reality is the speed of light. And when you become nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere, and no time, that's the moment you're no longer your body. That's the moment you're no longer your identity. That's the moment you've dissociated from everything known, and that is the moment you are pure consciousness, and in a sense, you are on the bridge, the door to the quantum field. This is when you become transcendent of your identity. We call this getting beyond the self. When we get beyond ourselves, we move from a narrow focus, an object focus, to what's called an open focus or a broad focus. We take our attention off of everything material, objects, things, people, places. That's the particle in quantum physics. And we begin to open our awareness to space, to energy, to frequency, to information, the wave in quantum physics. We move from the material world of matter to the immaterial world of antimatter. We move from the 3D Newtonian world to the fifth dimensional quantum world. We move from the realm of the predictable to the realm of the unpredictable. We move from the realm of space-time, the realm of eternal space, to the realm of time-space, a realm where there's eternal time. We move from a state of separation, duality, polarity, or what we call locality, to a state of unity, oneness, wholeness, non-locality. There's nothing material there the realm of the known to the realm of the unknown, from limited possibilities to unlimited possibilities, from the universe to the multiverse, from the domain of the senses to the domain beyond the senses. And that's the realm we want to create from. Once you move through this eye of the needle, you can't bring your problems, you can't bring your disease, you can't bring your pain. You have to get beyond all of those things and enter as pure consciousness. Now you can enter the realm called time-space. Now time-space is an interesting concept because in this realm of three-dimensional reality, there's an infinite amount of space. Space is eternal. 
And as we've been saying, we experience time as we move through space. My material body experiences three-dimensional reality, and as I move through space, I experience time. In the quantum, this realm of time-space, there is an infinite amount of time. Time is eternal. Now think about this. What could you accomplish in your life if you had an infinite amount of time? If time was eternal, you could get everything done you needed to get done and many more things as long as you can think of them, as long as you could come up with a new possibility you could get that done as well. So if you had an infinite amount of time, you have infinite number of possibilities that you could accomplish. And that is the quantum world. There's so much time. Time is so eternal that all possibilities exist in the eternal now. Now, in this realm, you can experience it with your senses. You can only experience it with your consciousness or your awareness. This is the realm of frequency of energy, of vibration, information. This is the realm where you transcend everything separate and you begin to experience oneness, wholeness, connection to something greater. In this realm of time-space, you've transcended space-time. So in this realm, there is no space. Now, if there is no space, then I can't move from one point of consciousness to another point of consciousness, which means there is no time. In fact, it is beyond space and time. There's one long present moment. Now, when you create from the field instead of from matter, you can exert greater effects on the nature of reality. So if you're in the realm of thought and there's no separation, then every single thought that you think has a frequency. So if you're thinking thoughts that are connected to emotions like anger or frustration or pain or suffering or guilt, those thoughts produce a slower frequency. And because they produce a slower frequency, that causes us to feel more like matter and less like energy. And we have to, in this realm, manage our thoughts and our awareness. Every single emotion produces a frequency. And the slower the frequency, the slower the vibration, the slower the outcome in manifesting three-dimensional reality. The faster the frequency, the more elevated the emotion, the closer we are getting to the unified field. And what we tell our student body to do is to tune into a frequency of wholeness and oneness. Become more aware of it. Stay connected to it moment by moment by moment. As they begin to open their awareness and tune into this frequency, once they can feel it, once they can experience it, once they can become more aware of it, every time they have an experience of it, they begin to lay down circuits in their brain to begin to perceive more of it the next time. And in a sense, they're wiring their brain to become connected to that invisible field. So how much of your waking day are you aware of matter? And how much of your waking day are you aware of energy and information? Most people put all of their attention on matter so their brain is wired for the material world. 
Now, the quantum field, if you're unaware of it, it doesn't exist for you. And if you're trying to experience it with your senses, then you're in the habit of looking for something from this material world. And it's breaking the habit and being able to, as an awareness, linger in this field and begin to connect to it. And then ask yourself, is there more love to experience? Is there more oneness, more wholeness to experience? And just like listening to music and paying attention to the subtleties or becoming more aware of something, as you become more aware of these frequencies, every experience that you have brings you closer to that unified field. Now, when your consciousness can begin to merge with greater consciousness, the consciousness, the intelligence of that unified field. When you continue to surrender some aspect of your limited self to join the greater self, if you can surrender completely and let go of your identity and become more of it and less of you, if you were to continue this process, now think about this, we've been saying that in this realm of space-time, the separation of two points of consciousness creates time. Well, the more you're connected to this unified field, and if your consciousness is completely connected or surrendered or dissolved into a greater consciousness, and there's no separation between two points of consciousness, then there is no time. Which means then, if you're creating from the field and you're connected to this frequency or to this energy, now you no longer play by the rules of Newtonian physics, where everything takes time. Now you're playing by the quantum. And if you're creating from that energy called source energy, from the unified field that is connected and organizing everything material, then you can exert greater effects on the nature of reality. And now, when you're connected and you're creating from the field, you're no longer trying. You're no longer wishing, you're no longer wanting, you're no longer hoping. You feel so whole, you feel like it's already happened. And if you're creating from the field instead of from matter, now you're beginning to warp space and time and the event comes to you. And all you have to do then is create a vibrational match between your energy and some potential in the quantum field. And it only requires two things, a coherent brain and a coherent heart. Now, if every thought has a frequency and you're creating from lower frequencies, then you're creating from duality or polarity. Once you get energy into your heart, and we said all along that this is the center that connects you to the field, once the heart begins to beat in a coherent way, you start feeling connected to something greater. Now, if you can create a clear intention with a coherent brain, that's the signal that you're sending out. Now, every thought has a frequency. So if you're beginning to create with the frequency of falling in love with your creation, feeling grateful that it's already happened, beginning to bond and connect with your future, if the feeling draws the event back to you, as long as you can bond and connect to that emotion in your heart, you begin to draw the experience to you. So if this is the realm where all possibilities exist, if this is the realm where there's an infinite amount of time and you can merge your consciousness with a greater consciousness and create from the field instead of from matter, then you can become the consciousness of anyone. You can have anybody. 
You can live anywhere. You can own anything and you can be in any time. And since all possibilities exist in the eternal now, there is no past, there is no future. There is the eternal present moment. If moving from space-time into time-space, we have to pass through a bridge or through a portal, then the fourth dimension is time. As we begin to move into the present moment and we move into time-space, we move into the fifth dimension, the multiverse, where there's infinite possibilities, the unknown instead of the known. That's where all potentials exist. Now, this is a good way for you to understand space-time, the realm of three-dimensional world, the Newtonian world, and the bridge to the quantum, fourth dimension, moving to the realm of time-space, where there's an infinite amount of time, or the quantum world. Once you get there, then there's infinite possibilities, and it makes sense you can become the consciousness of anybody, of anyone, of anything, of anywhere, and any time. So, as you move from one point of consciousness to another point of consciousness, you move through space and you experience time. Now, if you are the source of all consciousness, you are the all in all. If you are creating from that place, then you can't move anywhere. The only way you move through time is by changing your vibration or your frequency. And as you move through time and change your frequency, you experience dimensions or spaces. Now, let's give you an example. You're in the realm where you're beyond space and time. There's no place to go because there's no space, and if there's no space, there's no time. There's just one long moment, and you want to begin to experience other possibilities. Well, the only way you are going to move through them, instead of moving from one point to another, speeding up or slowing down, you just change your frequency. And as you change your frequency, or you change your thought, and every thought has a frequency, and you can tune into the frequency of that thought or that possibility, you begin to move through time, and you experience spaces or dimensions. I was interested in what connects the physics of this field to the biology of our brain. And I spent quite a bit of time researching the pineal gland and all its magical elixirs and how all those chemicals fit into the same receptor sites as serotonin and melatonin in the brain, but they produce a lucid or transcendental experience. And I started to realize that this was the latent system that allowed frequency and information to be transduced into imagery in our brain. And it is that latent system that begins to create the inner world, that transcendental moment. And so I was sitting on my couch, and I just closed my eyes, and I was watching the fire, and my brain was kind of in trance. And as I closed my eyes, I said to myself, where are you anyway? And I was talking about the pineal gland, and I was searching with my awareness on where it was in my brain. And the next thing you know, I see this little gland in my brain, releasing all this milky substance. And the next thing you know, I see this beautiful pocket watch, but it was glistening and it was bright and lucid. And I saw the hands very quickly move backwards in time. So now I'm moving through time. And as the hands move backwards, I'm standing over myself as an awareness, not with my body, but I'm over my, my body as a nine-year-old child. And I was laying on my back and I had the covers right up to my nose and my mother just left the room because I had a fever. Now, when I was a child, I loved fevers. 
And I loved fevers because it would create these very lucid and transcendental moments and experiences. And so my parents asked if I wanted any medication for the fever. From the time I was little, I never wanted the fever to go away because I was always super lucid. I was in the fever and I was surrendering. And the next thing you know, my awareness, Joe Dispenza from the current now, is observing Joe Dispenza from the past, a nine-year-old child. And I'm watching the nine-year-old child sort out time as this check checkerboard of possibilities, but it's three-dimensional. And I'm looking at this young boy, mystified that a nine-year-old child would be thinking about these things, and I fell in love with him. I just fell in love with him, and it was me, the current me, falling in love with that guy that was drawing me to me. And all of a sudden, I felt this tremendous amount of love, and I knew that what my destiny was to get to the place I currently was. Then all of a sudden, the timepiece appears again, and the hands of the clock begin to move forward. And now I'm moving through time again, and I'm gonna experience another dimension, another space. But now, I'm the future me. I'm walking in my backyard as an exalted version of Joe Dispenza. I am connected to everything. There's no separation between me and the material world. My heart is wide open, feeling so empowered and so awake and so aware. And all of a sudden, I saw this beautiful woman that was no bigger than this in a white gown, radiant. And there was another woman that was kind of protecting her. And the moment I looked at her, she looked at me and I felt this incredible amount of love. She was sending a frequency into my body and I realized in that moment that I, there was more love to experience than I was already experiencing and I was feeling pretty good at that time. And then I realized why I was there. Now I'm the, I'm the upgraded version of my future self. I've traveled through time and all of a sudden I look at the window and there's my present self moments before I got on the couch washing dishes. And as I was standing there as my upgraded version, I fell in love with that guy and, and I felt such love for him. And while I was washing those dishes, all of a sudden in that moment, I felt this kind of love in my heart out of nowhere. Now, here's an example of where my future self was falling in love with my present self. And it was my future self that was drawing my present self to it. There's a future you that already exists that's more enlightened more knowledgeable, more wise, more loving, more caring, more magical, more mystical that already exists. And the only way you're gonna get there is to become it. And as we begin to overcome certain aspects of our limited self over and over again, we actually become that future self. Now that I've shown you the difference between space-time and time-space, are there latent systems in your brain that can be activated which will connect the physics of the quantum field to the biology of your body and brain? In a way, do we have a built-in radio receiver that can decode frequency that's carrying vital information into meaningful imagery in your brain? In the next episode, we're going to discuss the sacred science of the pineal gland. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Dispenza for Rewired, and I hope to see you in the next episode where we go beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary.